0: I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. Today we deal with part two of the topic, Wolves in Sheep's Clothing, when those who claim to be followers of Jesus harm others, when sexual abuse is perpetrated by Christians and Christian leaders, the theme of the End It Now, Abuse Prevention Sabbath, the fourth sabbath or fourth saturday each year in august around the world sexual abuse is underreported and definitions of abuse vary from state to state and country to current country so we don't have precise numbers on the rates of abuse but estimates are that about one in ten boys and one in five girls will experience sexual abuse in childhood As much as we might have not liked to acknowledge it, studies done within our church, that is the Adventist Church, show similar statistics. To help us look at the issue, here are seven true examples of abuse within our community of faith, the Seventh day Adventist Church. We will comment on each example again as we go along. Listen, here are case samples. Sarah. Sarah was seduced by her church school principal. Arranging for her to be his secretary enabled him to be alone in the building with her after school and to call her out of the class from time to time so she could help him in another part of the building. She thought it was love, but it was abuse. Danielle had a crush. On her junior academy music teacher and they began flirting with him. He was delighted to take her on what she was offering. She too thought it was love, but even though she initiated it, this too was abuse. Math Matt was struggling with seventh grade math. His teacher invited him to stay after school so she could tutor him, but in the process taught him some exciting new ways to have fun. He got a kick out of it initially, but it was abuse. David was thrilled to be away from home and in the dorm for the first time. But balancing the academics with all his new social freedoms wasn't coming easily. His advisor offered to take him to the local gym. Just the two of them. So David could get a good workout. And they could talk. David felt strange when the advisor joined him in the shower and later realized that it was voyeurism. It wasn't ministry. Even though he didn't lay hand on David It was abuse. Amanda was out of high school and dedicated her life fully to the Lord. She longed to make a difference in the world and to have a healthier family than she had grown up with. Her pastor claimed a fatherly role in her life and seeing her potential mentored her in several areas of effective ministry. Ultimately, he mentored her in how to be a good wife. Initially, she thought that was helpful, but it was abuse. Sure, these are hard stories to hear, and some are not saying, well, is this really abuse? Yes, it is. Look at Brenda. Brenda was miserable in her marriage. Her husband was dismissive of her, and in a multitude of ways made her feel inadequate and useless, even invisible. When he divorced her, she went to her pastor for help. He made her feel valued, beautiful and alive. At the end of each counseling session, he would take her hand in his to pray, and then one day he took more. She thought it was love. It was abuse. Susan was a recently divorced single mother who moved to an Adventist community to find the support that was not available to her from her own non-Christian family. At the church she met a spiritually committed Seventh-day Adventist Christian man whom she respected. Soon they were dating and she believed God had brought him into her life. She trusted what she thought was his superior religious experience. So Susan believed that physical The physical aspect of the relationship reflected his commitment to her and their future together. She felt betrayed both by him and by God when she decided that the relationship was not working for him. That is, he decided that. In taking advantage of her as he did, he had abused her. You know, often we think that abuse involves violence. But none of these cases includes violence, none of them indicate that the victim resisted the abuse or reached out for help. At the time it was happening, none of them even recognized it was abuse. Yet because of the power of differential that existed in each case, and the inability to give meaningful consent, each one was violated. Abuse is when an individual uses power or influence to take advantage of a vulnerable individual. The power and influence could have been used to bless the other person, but it was abused for selfish pleasure. Some shepherds of the flock are like hungry wolves, and like greedy dogs, they are never satisfied. They are ignorant shepherds, all following their own path and intent on personal gain isaiah 56 and verse 11 new living translation god rebukes them also woe to your shepherds who only takes care of yourselves should not shepherds take care of the flock ezekiel 34 and verse 2. this abuse of power and influence is a common factor in all stories we just heard that i gave a while ago and it is the same also within marriage, when one abuse his loving or her loving position to take advantage of his or her spouse. Most countries around the world define sexual abuse of a child as a crime. While it is common to have legal definitions that define this and make it mandatory to report, abuse can also occur between two adults if one person takes advantage of the vulnerability of another. This may be a new thought for some of us. But as Christians, the bar we set in defining abuse should be higher than the bar we set in the world. Just as Jesus raised the bar for adultery and divorce in the Jewish practice of his time, Matthew 198 to 9 Victims of sexual abuse are sometimes told, Oh, it's not like he hurt you. You're not black and blue or anything. In fact, you enjoyed it. So what are you complaining about? You're fine. Get over it. End of quote. But victims do receive black and blue marks on the soul. And, it turns out, on nearly every aspect of the person's future, including their future health. Research shows that all types of child abuse have the potential to damage the developing brain of children predisposing them to lifelong mental and physical health concerns and increasing the risk of all kinds of problems, social, emotional, behavioral, and academic. It increases the likelihood of addictive behaviors in adolescents as well as high-risk behaviors such as promiscuity and it also increases the risk of a wide variety of occupational, legal, financial and social problems, and even the development of chronic diseases, such as heart disease and diabetes. I hope you're understanding why I'm reading excerpts from this sermon, <laughs> Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. And it is so terrible to, and painful to know that in the Christian community, in the Bahamas, in the Cayman, in Turks, in Belize, In the U.S. Virgin Islands, in England, and around the world, everywhere, our children and adults are being sexually abused, even in the body of Christ. And if you're listening and you need help, there is help for you. There is help. The local community has agencies to help you. I am Barrington Brennan, and you have been listening to your daily relationship nugget, and I'm doing my best to keep a smile on your heart.